finds himself in a strange land. He wanders around Neo-Tokyo, not knowing what he's in search of. Greetings and salutations to everyone. Lucky number eight. And as you heard from my anime intro, today's little adventure down memory lane is A wonderful summer spent in the neon lights of Tokyo. It was my graduation gift. Graduating from high school to college, my graduation present was a beautiful visit to the land of the rising sun. Anime heaven... Streetwear fashions, capital, Tokyo, Japan. Now, I ain't been all over the world, so obviously, it's not like I could say this with any clarity, but I could say this shit for a fact. I ain't never seen no place like Tokyo before, and I live in Brooklyn. I run through Soho. I've run through some places in the city where, you know, people are very eccentric. I'm sort of eccentric as of right now as I'm sitting here with purple shimmering nail polish on and half purple, half pastel blue hair split down the middle with a nose ring and a lip ring and a beard and big reflective sunglasses that cover half my face. I'm not lying. Tokyo is the absolute what? Mind you, I was born in Rio. People used to walk down the streets with AK-47s on the regular. We used to see the military just capping people, okay? Nude beaches on a, on a daily basis. Mm-mm. Tokyo got that shit beat by a thousand. So... It was my senior year in high school. My family was trying to get figure out something because, you know, this is a big achievement for me. I'm graduating high school. I'm going off to college. Because I had some, you know, I had a couple of options for college and everything. And then I started narrowing it down. 
but I would, I, all we knew was that I was going to college. But they wanted to do something special for me for the fact that, hey, you're graduating. So I just joked. I said, maybe I should go somewhere for the summer. I didn't want to stay in, in the city. I didn't want to stay around. So they said, okay. And I was like, Brazil is off the question. Brazil is out of the question because basically all the time I was going home in the summertime for a couple of years straight. And then I stopped going for a while. Wasn't going to DR because I by that during that time I couldn't really I didn't really locate where exactly in Dominican Republic my dad's side of the family was. So eventually I would wind up reaching getting in contact with them. But I still haven't gone yet, you know. Obviously, the world is in flames right now, and I would sure love to go. But I was watching Kanye's video for Stronger. And it is based off of the greatest anime and manga of all time, Akira. I'll fight you for that shit if you ever try to say something that's greater than Akira. Fuck out of here. Nope. Akira is the greatest. That Akira is the Michael Jordan of anime. The greatest of all time. Not that LeBron James bullshit. No. So, watching this, and then I'm like, I was like, oh my god, I love this video. The way he's dressing, blah, 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 blah. We're all dressing like that, figuring in Kanye's new style. You know, he's a trendsetter. You know, this is before he went full dickhead. You know, you can't come back from being full dickhead. Every once in a while, it looks like he's glimpses of it, but he's still dickhead. But no, I'll, watching that video, I said, oh my God, Tokyo. And they said, you want to go to Japan? I said, Yes, and I kept pointing to the screen because I replayed that video four times in a row and said, that's where I want to go. That is what I'm going to end up looking like when I come back. Because that was my plan. My plan was to go there and to learn the fashion stylings that they wore there, and I was going to come back here looking like that. Because, you know, younger me, everybody called me Kanye during that time because I resembled him a lot in my... uh, Smaller days of being shorter and slimmer. My facial hair, you know, the way I was dressing, it was like him, basically. So everybody called me Yeezy. Everybody called me Yay. Everybody called me Mr. West. Man. I saw that damn video. That shit lit my eyes up. I knew this was the one. This is where I was going. You couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't, because I knew. Oh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I was so hyped. I said, y'all, y'all get it done. I'm, this is where I want to go. I'm, they're like, okay, whatever. I'm like, I'm not playing. I said, y'all, I'm, this is where I want to go. Y'all said I can go anywhere. Y'all sending me somewhere for the summer? Y'all want to do something like that for me? I said, well, this is where I want to go. Two months. I was not playing. I was dead serious about that shit. But boy, when they told me everything was confirmed, 
Oh, it was time. Man, I was going to live my anime dreams out. I thought I was going to starve to death, too, because, you know, I am a person who was allergic to seafood. So I really thought that I was going to be, you know, coming back looking like bony because I couldn't eat because everything was seafood. But I was wrong. Not everything was seafood. Well, whoo. Boy, I walked into the Matrix in real life. So, the first thing I, I the first place was the airport, and it was in Shibuya. So, that's where I first got to. Shibuya International Airport. First place I ended up. Shibuya was beautiful. It really, really was. It was nice. You know, the people were very friendly. Shops, it basically reminds you of the United States. You know, shops opened up at a certain time. They opened up at 10 in the morning. I actually went to the movies a couple of times when I was in Shibuya. I went to Shibuya Ku Gardens. I went to a temple. So, it really was just a, a, a enjoyable time in Shibuya. The nighttime, though, the nightlife was Times Square because everything comes to life at night. Everything. It was not a game. You seen the ravers. You see the business suits. You see everybody making their way into a certain part where it was party time. And everything got jumping in Shibuya from about 10 o'clock at night to 3, 4 in the morning. I mean, you're going to karaoke bars. You're going to underground arcades. Tattoo shops that turn into nightclubs. It was crazy. It was insane. I had a friend who was sort of like a de facto tour guide because they were going to the military. And bro was like my interpreter because he's obviously he spoke fluent Japanese because he was Japanese. He just moved stateside because their family opened up a Sneaker and clothing resale boutique. Like a lot of the fashions that I wear, like Supreme and Kith and Air Jordans and different sneakers like that that I wear. They had a little spot that they had in Soho. And he used to go over there to Japan, buying all the stuff that they didn't wear. Because in Japan, they wasn't really wearing Jordans. They wore a lot of runners, running shoes and stuff like that. And he would buy that stuff for cheap bring it back to the United States and sell it for more. And then make a killing. And it became, they became a famous, well-known, celebrity-visited spot in Soho. And there's a little underground mall off of Elizabeth Street next to a police station, which is super uncomfortable because fuck the police. But man, you talking about a real trip? Every day, 
Shibuya Crossing, it is really like what you see on TV. And in every single movie, everything that you've ever seen when they show Japan and they show that crosswalk with 8 million people lined up at the corner, ready to cross in all four directions, no, it's real. I had to cross that street several times, and damn, I got my feet stepped on so many times. Like, I wanted to throw hands. I was ready to start swinging on people. My poor Jordans, uh, so many footprints on my toe box on my Aqua 8, which is the Jordan number 8 in black, turquoise, and purple, called the Bugs Bunnies. I had my feet stepped on. And it's not that you can stop. Because if you ask, your ass stop, they're going to carry you to whichever side of the street you're not going to. And then you're going to be on that corner waiting again to cross that damn street. Boy, I I just had to just man up, get across the street. And when I got over to the other side where I needed to go, dust my shoe. I was standing there walking and I had just one shoe on and the other shoe in my hand because I'm trying to clean my sneaker off because my foot was stepped on. It wasn't crazy and it wasn't super dirty, but still, I love my shoes clean. I'm a very clean person. I take very good care of my shit, especially my shoes. I don't got kids, but my sneakers are my babies. And my feet were killing me. I seen some skateboarders and a couple of sneakerheads, and they seen they said they's looking at my feet, and I'm looking at theirs, and I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, y'all got y'all be rocking sneakers out here too. My friend was like, this is where all of this comes from. Started explaining to me about streetwear fashion that it really originated in Japan. A lot of rappers like Wale, Pharrell, Kanye West, Lupe Fiasco, was visiting Japan and new Japanese artists. And they were bringing that style of fashion over here to the United States. But it started all in Japan, 2005, 2006, 2007. Heavy. Kid Robot. Bape. Supreme. BBC. These were some of the joints that everybody was wearing then. Vandal A. I'm just out here. Ice cream. That was what was what was live. Jordan 1s, Jordan 3s, Jordan 6s, Jordan 11s. Those are the only Jordans they was really rocking in Japan. And Jordan 4s occasionally. You saw the occasional weird, like, one that most people wasn't really wearing. But for the most part, it was those. 1s, 3s. 6, 11. And I'm, I'm, they're looking at me. I'm like, I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. You know, I got Yankee fitted on. I got a Billionaire's Boys Club t-shirt on. I got on some camo pants and, a, and my Jordan 8s. And they're like, oh, then let me show you. And they and dude showed us like around to like the clothing stores and it was like oh I'm like I'm in love I'm in heaven I'm seeing all this dope ass clothing and I see the sneakers and then I'm like oh shit and the stuff was like not even expensive 
I knew it was time. I was like, I'm about to rack up. I'm about to kick the fuck out and buy as much pairs of sneakers as I can until I saw this store that was straight anime and comic books. And I lost my mind. I looked across the street and I seen a kanji of Batman. I said, whoa, what? And I had the anime eyes. My eyes was wider than Spider-Man mask eyes. And it was, oh, I crawled. I said, I said, we're going to come back to the sneakers. I should have showed me the store. Man. My ass was in heaven. I am walking in these aisles, and I'm talking, and I'm looking at these books, and I'm seeing pop figures and collectibles of all different types of manga and, and anime stuff. I, I'm like, sneakers going to have to wait. I bought a couple of um, books. I bought a couple of collectibles. I bought some spawn collectibles, a techno spawn toy, which was crazy dope. Cause it was like a, it was basically spawn mixed with like a, some robotics, and it was a dope ass sort of collectible. I had the Violator. I had a Goku. I had a Vegeta, obviously, because I'm I'm Vegeta. Well, Bulma says I'm Vegeta again. That her little midget self. Um, I had a Vampirella. I bought. And I, I think I bought a Gundam, but I couldn't remember which Gundam that I bought. But I was just like, like super, super, super hyped. And I had like five books. And I looked at the total. I spent like 300 plus dollars on nothing but anime stuff in this damn store in Shibuya. And this was before I even got to, you know, leaving Shibuya. This is when I'm in Shibuya. I leave and then would go to Tokyo eventually. So I'm spending all this damn money before I even got to my original destination. Because I was just you know, losing my mind. This anime store was like the greatest thing that I've ever seen in my life. I was just going, I was going ham. Again, you know, I'm spending, a, I'm spending a summer in Tokyo. I'm in Shibuya, and I'm in an anime store, going nuts. And for like the week that I was there, every day it was just, oh yeah, I need to buy some more stuff. Like I'll just piles of fucking anime stuff. Just I was obsessed with this shit. I was losing my fucking mind, man. I had like eight different Goku figurines. I had like a bunch of Spawn dolls. I had Vampirella. I had fucking Astro Boy. I had a couple of cause banks. I had all these different like anime things. And in just a week, I had almost a suitcase full of collectibles and comic books. I had almost a suitcase full. 
I was losing my shit. My friend, he was just looking at me every day. Peter, he was like, yo, you got to calm down. He said, bro, we, he said, when we get to Tokyo, you're going to see more. You need to chill. And I said, all right, I'm going to try. I said, so I can't go outside then. I said, I might have to sit in the house. But I wanted to go again and sit and talk to the skateboarding dudes and the sneakerhead dudes because they used to just chill in this little square. And it was dope. The girls were bad. The girls were so pretty. And they were dressing their ass off. So I felt home. I felt comfortable. They English was okay. Now my Jap- I ain't know not, not a, nothing in Japanese at all. But we were sure getting along good. And at nighttime, we would sit out and, and go to different spots and show me around the city and shit. They had bottles of soju. They getting drunk. I'm having to bring people back. I don't even know really my way back. And I'm trying to navigate and carry their drunk asses. I'm like, fuck. Why am I saving everybody? Why am I the one that's got to be fucking navigator? And now I don't know where the fuck I'm at. Why did we get lost? I'm brown in Japan. And I ain't a wrestler or a rapper. This, I'm like, this shit not safe for me. They was like, you're you're fine. Trust me. He's like, you're much safer than you realize. He's like, there's a lot of half-brown Asian kids running around here. He said, one of these girls might snatch you up, so you're okay. I didn't realize it. He wasn't lying. I got a lot of looks, a lot of stares and everything. You know? And it was because of the fact of me being so, you know, from New York and then being brown. And it was just automatic, like, it piqued their interest. So, I was better off than I thought. Like, I was I was good money. So more talking, more hanging out. I started playing video games with them. I love video games. I love fighting games. I love comic books. Marvel versus Capcom games. I'll play you for anything you want. I'll bust your ass. You know? I'm like, I will bust your ass in any game. You name it. X-Men versus Street Fighter. X-Men Children of the Atom. Marvel Superheroes. Marvel vs. Capcom 1. Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Get these hands. Try me if you want. You can get this work. Come see me on the Xbox. Xbox One, you come see me. Coney Island 20, Coney Island 23 is my gamer tag. Come holler at me. I'll bust your ass. And if you think that I can't get it done on the PlayStation, trust me. I'm on the PlayStation 2. You get these hands. Man, I'm sitting there. I'm playing video games. I'm like, you know. I'm part Asian. I joke around and tell someone I'm part Asian because I'm nice with this video game shit. 
You get your monkey ass whooped out here. You get beat the fuck up in these streets of Shibuya. Man, I'm beating people. I took a couple of losses because, you know, again, I hopped on one of the Tekken games and got my ass beat. I ain't good at Tekken. I'm okay. But I ain't nice. Street Fighter, them games, Mortal Kombat, yeah. You getting, you getting smashed, but Tekken, uh-uh. Then they had these other fighting games on these different animes, like Blaze Blue and all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, this shit is like another world. And I'm just... The first three weeks, I'm just lo- loving it. I'm like, you know, I don't want to go home. I'm like, I don't want to go back to the United States. I live here. So then he said, yo, we're going to go to Tokyo in about another couple of days. First, he said, we need to take your ass on the bullet train. Because I wanted to experience the bullet train ride. That shit is 9,000 miles per hour. That's like hanging on to the flash when he's trying to reverse time. That shit was so damn fast. Nothing should be that fast. Nothing should be that damn fast, okay? That shit wasn't cool at all. My equilibrium was all thrown off. And the train car was so packed. You know? It was just crazy how it's so packed on the damn truck. Like, ain't no space for nobody. You, it's like you not even, you beyond arm and arm. It's like your arms is like glued to the side of your body. Because the bullet train in Japan is so packed. You can't move. You can't do nothing. Everybody's pressed up on top of each other. Everybody. All I knew is that if somebody tried something funny, and tried to rub up on me the wrong way, like they doing the prawn. Oh man, I was gonna beat the brakes off of somebody on that damn train. Y'all got locked up in Japan. Y'all have been, I'd have fucked somebody up. Cause people do some creepy shit. And this is when I started seeing all the creepy shit. You see, at night when I was hanging out with the, with the sneakerheads and the skateboarders, they were showing me around. It is they were showing me certain spots that was cool for the youth. But what I didn't realize is that there was creepy places, too. Oh, man, these creepy places were some shit. Okay. The creepy places. First of all, TV in Japan is just weird in general because a lot of stars from the United States make the weirdest fucking commercials you'll ever see in your life. I ain't talking about weird, like, Terry Crews Old Spice commercials. Uh-uh. I'm talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme selling fish eggs. Fish oil eggs. Like, fish oil. He's, he's selling that in this weird-ass commercial in Tokyo. This shit is crazy. This nigga is running around, roundhouse kicking people. Everybody's screaming. The son is a baby. 
He's doing a split between two mountains. I'm like, what type of fever dream shit is this? Oh, man. Wild, 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 wild. As you hear the alarm, because somebody got their car broken into. That's just another day in Brooklyn. Somebody got their car jacked. But, man, the commercial, seeing Wesley Snipes, you know, selling cod liver oil. Like, basketball players pushing some of the dumbest products and on a weird game show? Like, Japanese television is the craziest shit of all time. It'll fuck you up mentally. It, it will fuck you up mentally. And that's a fact. You don't believe me, Holmes? Google. Go on to YouTubes. Go on to YouTubes, kitties. Go on to YouTubes and then look up Japanese TV commercials. Some of them will ruin your day. Some of them will leave you questions just wondering, like, what is going on? Some of them will make you laugh, and a lot of them are simple, but there's some that you're just going to be looking at it like, what in the entire fuck is this? Because, again, Japan is weird. I ain't even lying. Japan is weird. That is the weirdest place I've ever gone to. We finally go and we get up out of there. Here we are, Tokyo. Tokyo Steam Hotel. There's a there's actually a like a man-made little mountain, fake mountain inside the hotel. Beautiful. 32 Celsius. I don't like cold weather. I like the hot weather. I love the sun. I can't be around everything that's always moist and wet and fucking soggy. That ain't my shit. My sneakers gonna be kind of damp because of the weather? No, I ain't with none of that. So, it was everything you could have dreamed of, Tokyo. Neon marquees up and down the damn strip. Everything is neon. It's like Times Square. Every block. Everything. McDonald's has seafood on the menu. You know, who would have thought? You got seafood on the menu McDonald's. You don't see that in no McDonald's in fucking Brooklyn. Eating these pink and blue chips that they're not fish chips or nothing like that. No, this they're like seaweed and salt. It's like these salty seaweed chips, man. They were good, but there was some pink and some that was blue. And if it was like thin, like a waffle crisp, but they were really good. I ate a lot of steak. I ate a lot of rice. 
and spare ribs and fried chicken. Lots of steak, fried chicken, and ribs. Because again, I'm allergic to seafood, so my options was limited. Most of the time, you'll see people just stumbling, just drunk out their mind. People drinking bottles of soju, which is, you know, that's basically Japanese liquor. And yeah, sake burns. I had a, I had a couple of cups of sake, and that shit hit your chest. Whew. It set you on fire. The daytime is really cool because there's so many beautiful places to see. I've seen a lot of temples, a lot of beautiful gardens. I did a lot of shopping. You know, obviously, I'm a sneaker person, so I was buying sneakers. I'm living out more of my anime dreams. I'm sitting there standing in front of full life-size Gundam wings and mech suits from Full Metal Alchemist. I'm standing next to all this stuff. I'm sitting there looking at a Vampire Hunter D that's like three feet taller than me. So I'm there enjoying my anime dreams. Buying more collectibles, reading books, sitting in a cafe, a cat cafe. Cats are assholes. Who in their fucking right mind want to sit there and drink cups of sake and drink tea? Read a newspaper or go on the internet and be surrounded by a bunch of cats. I don't want that shit. Cat hair everywhere. Cat spray everywhere. Now, these cats wasn't doing none of that, but damn. Cats are assholes. So that was very strange to be in a cat cafe where you sitting there trying to drink something and cats start coming up to you, rubbing against your leg, climb up on you, climb on your back, and then start looking at your cup, trying to drink from your cup. So that was a very special time in the cat cafe. I did a lot of ordering food. Because, you know, again, limited options. A lot of video game playing, of course. Sightseeing. I hung out with a lot of different types of people. A lot of There's a lot of mixed races in Japan, which was a surprise for me. Seeing a lot of brown people and a lot of Asian girls together. That made me happy. A couple of Asian girls like me. I hung out with a, a couple of them. Almost ended up with an Asian girlfriend. But. Again. Brown in Japan. And. The nightlife activities. You have underground karaoke bars that. Have strippers in it. You have. Tattoo places that double as bars. I've seen the vending machine where you can buy used schoolgirl panties. 
Yes, it's real. They really have vending machines where you can buy used panties. There was a vending machine where you could actually buy sneakers from, which was kind of dope. Like you, There was like vending machines where you can actually almost buy a whole outfit. Like I bought a pair of sneakers from a vending machine when I was in Japan. I bought a pair of pants from the vending machine when I was in Japan. They, I've seen the car garages of the future where basically the, the robotic lift puts your car into this little box and it looked like a, like a display. So everything is all of them are horizontal side by side in these little clear glass cases and they're all stacked up together and all you got to do is enter your code in and you get your car. Now, a robotic arm will grab your car, bring it down, and the whole level will turn and twist. I'm like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. I'm like, this is the fucking Matrix. Like, it's not a joke. I'm sitting there t- looking at Peter. He said, bro, this is not, This is everyday shit. I'm like, y'all niggas is the Matrix. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'm buying clothes and everything from a vending machine. I'm used to you know, kicking the vending machines so I can get free soda, Gatorade. They're out here selling sneakers. They got robotic helpers in their homes and everything. And again, don't watch TV in Japan. Game shows during the morning time. The nastiest shit. These motherfuckers. You know what that's like when you turn the TV on in the morning and you expect to see people out here being normal and what do they do? You have a contest to see who can make someone cry the most and collect their tears? Or how about the contest to see who can make someone come the most? They have your sex games on, on live TV. And in the nighttime, a karaoke singing contest while a girl is jerking you off under the curtain. And you have to try to sing the whole song to completion before you nut. Who's the guy winning the contest? He's winning that one. Because he's getting a nut. But ain't nobody finishing the song before that. Mm-mm. It's splashed down every time. And now the game show on live TV. In the nighttime, I seen the, the old old head with like ten girls on a fucking chain on a belt on his belt loop. For real, like Japan is crazy. Like I seen Master Roshi out here with like ten girls on a belt loop. And he had to at least be 80, and they all had to have been bare minimum 16. Craziest shit ever. The Yakuza is out there because you see them outside of certain bars, and they say this establishment is run by this gang and that gang or whatever. If you're a foreigner and have certain particular tattoos, people will take an interest in and they want to photograph it because they think you're part of the underworld. I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. They got an underground sex club, sex dungeon, 
They got a place where you could be swaddled as a baby. And a dominatrix will put you in a diaper and will cuddle you and feed you while you're wearing a pamper. This is what people was going to places and the people are telling me, my my man Peter and the people that was walking around with us. And I'm like, yo, y'all nigga tripping. When it was time for me to go, I looked out, I looked, I said, yo, I, I got to come back. But damn, y'all wow. Y'all are wowing in, in Tokyo. Shit. And as I sat there on my plane seat, watching from my seat window, as he pulled off and took off off the tarmac, I sat and wondered, what in the fuck is wrong with Tokyo? I'll highlight y'all another time.